You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. We're going to do this little confession. Sometimes I am a little fired up tonight, and I can't help it. I've been praying all day. My wife's like, you're preaching on Sunday. You sure want to do it? I'm like, yeah, put me in, coach. It's going to be good, but... For those of you that don't know around the world, this is our, some, if you don't believe it, it's a declaration. For those that own it and believe it, it is a confession of faith, and we're going to say it together. And on Sunday, I'm unleashing the new one, so get ready. This is not retired yet, but this will be the last time we say it. So here we go. Ready? Today, I am worthy to receive and possess the keys to your kingdom. I am blessed. I am healthy, I am bold. I declare favor, blessing, and peace over my life. You, Lord, direct my steps in Jesus' mighty name, amen. One last thing while we're standing. One last thing, I just wanna pray for all of us. So just put your hand over your heart. I feel like we're gonna have an impartation tonight. We're, we're canning what we normally do, and we're going to watch people get healed. If you're in your living room or you're in your office watching on a computer, put your hand over your heart and believe. God, God is everywhere. Jesus is moving everywhere tonight. It's not about right here. I'm opening up the altar this entire service. And if you feel that's it, I got, I got to go down and get infused with some hope. I need to get infused with some faith. I need to get healed, whether it's spiritually, whether it's physically. Listen. Don't let pride hold you back from the altar because this is where life gets altered. And sometimes you got to get out of your seat and move so God can move. He's waiting for you to get unstuck because people get stuck. It starts off of just being comfortable, but then we get stuck. We get complacent. We get that ceiling over our life. And sometimes you just got to do something because when you get uncomfortable, we have a, the complacency to stay the same. But when you, get, when you get up against and you start to feel uncomfortable, that's where growth begins. And you just got to say, forget about it. I don't care what people think about me anymore. I'm going to that altar to get my miracle. I don't care. I've never put my hand up in worship. I'm going to put my hand up tonight. I've never even put my hand on my heart, but I'm going to put my hand on my heart tonight. You just got to do something so God can hear you. He's waiting. What rattled me is Dr. Jim Garlow, and if you missed his message, download it. It down, it, it's like part of my, I, we had to send a cleaning crew in later just to pick up all the brains on the floor because so many heads exploded last Sunday. They called me and I said, just send an extra cleaning crew in. But that's a good thing when the church's mind is blown because you had an apostle come in and teach and some of that teaching just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm telling you, one of my patients got one of his books and it was called The Heaven and the Afterlife Collection. She said she stayed up all night reading it. She couldn't put it down. And one story that rocked her, and then I went and looked it up, and I text Dr. Jim Garlow. It was about a man on his way, passed away on his way to hell. And Jesus cried out and said, just say my name, and I'll rescue you. And he yelled his name, and he pulled him out of the grip of hell and brought him back, not only back to heaven, back to life. And he shared his story. That's how God pursues you. That's how Jesus pursues every single one of us. And I love a God 
that's willing to chase me no matter how far off I've gotten. Literally this week, I had someone that one of my videos was going viral and she found me and she said, I saw your video, I saw your video. I'm like, oh, that's good. And I was so convicted, I realized I was raised in the church, but I'd been living the wrong way that I went back and I went to our Balboa campus and I gave my life to Jesus. I want to tell you, keep saying it, keep speaking it. God is going to use any form that he can. Your voice matters. Don't give up on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. The devil works overtime to steal your hope, to steal your joy. And tonight we got to get infused with that and not tolerate and put up with one ounce of the lie from the devil. Because if you came to this church... You'll either be repelled by it because they're like, they're too intense, or you're going to get lit up by it. And I need a world, a, a church that's lit tonight to change the world. So put that back on your heart right there. Go, we go. Don't worry. Don't worry. I didn't forget. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you tonight, whether in this building or around the world. God, we want to experience you. Holy Spirit, we need an infusion of faith, hope, and love tonight. God, I just pray resurrection power over hearts tonight. That where the enemy wants an egg on our face to walk in unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever the lie is, God, we let it go tonight. Whatever we're carrying, whatever burden, whatever weight, we release it tonight. It's not our burden to carry. God, we give it to you. Some of you don't have the answers, but you're carrying stuff that God doesn't want you to carry anymore. Jesus is saying, I already took it be reminded tonight I already took it I don't want my kids walking in pain in shame in condemnation let it go tonight Heavenly Father bring healing to the men and the women your kids who's ever got a heavy heart tonight let it go God's trying to do something right now he's just like let me heal your heart let it go you can trust him he's a good good father He's going to bring people into your life to help you, to navigate it. It doesn't matter how big that circumstance is, how numb it is, how big it looks. Our God is bigger than all of it. Heavenly Father, God, we trust you tonight. And even those that you're saying, I'm trying to trust, I just, I've been so hurt. Just allow, allow Jesus to come in and highlight some things. If you move, he's going to move tonight. God, we honor you. We thank you that you're here. Your presence is here. Holy Spirit, move us, heal us, navigate us tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right. You guys could all be seated. I'm going to ask the worship team because we're going to start praying for people. A couple things. I preached a message up in Salt Lake City. My wife's like, please please preach that. I'm like, you know what? That was a little bit weighty. I ended up in the hospital due to preaching it. Kind of joking, not joking, but it's Proverbs 4:23, And it says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. You look up that in the Hebrew, now that I'm geeking out on the new software I got, that same word about heart is mind or inner man has a whole lot of meaning guard your inner man or woman guard your mind your thoughts 
guard your heart. Some of us just let down our guard a little bit and our heart's been wounded. We're letting some of the thoughts of the world get in and start to, and I wanna tell you, I was really inspired last week. Carolyn Hale preached a, just a tithe message, but there was such a anointing on it. And what it taught me is, even in the midst of her hell, she didn't give up on God. Because no matter what you believe, God never gives up on us. But see, we can give up on God because we can cry out, we can pray and say, God, where are you in the middle of our stuff? Lost the business, lost her dad, lost, lost, lost. But she never gave up on God. Some of us need to re-grab our grip and hold on to what the promises of God are because we've let go a little bit. And she just preached a message and inspired me. And then this week, you know, I go to men's prayer. I go for myself, not to lead men's prayer. I get the honor to do it, but I go for myself. And I'm inspired because I look at the boldness of some men standing before me that will get up and share their heart. Once in a while, there's even some ugly crying, probably mostly by me. But it's powerful, and every time I get emotional, that's God healing something in my heart. Because I can say, God, I can trust you. If you could do it for him, you could do it for me. The more vulnerable we are, the more authentic we are, the more real we can get and start talking about it. But Ben, you know what? The devil tries to get us isolated, bravado. We don't talk about our feelings. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because when you come in and you start hearing God's stories, and the more I can hear men that are releasing some of this weight that they've carried for years. I know they're being healed and they're walking in a power and authority they've never operated in before. I watched a bunch of men get baptized in the Holy Ghost. They allowed the Holy Spirit, didn't matter what their theology was, their dogma was, didn't matter what they had going on. They finally said, you know what, I'm done with this. I need the Holy Spirit in my life. And they just said, even though this is what I was taught, I, I, I see the fruit here. I want the Holy Spirit in my life. We're going to give you that opportunity tonight because I'm sick and tired of a bunch of Christians walking around pretty much naked in the Spirit because they don't have the Holy Spirit. I need an effective church. An effective church walks in power, that you know the authority. I don't want to sing a song on authority and you don't act like you have it. You just come in and you're like, I'll sing that song, but I'm going to walk out of here and I don't actually operate in that song. I need a church that operates in that song, Authority. And what you do, you listen to it until that song saturates every ounce of your cellular being, where your spirit wakes up on the inside and you go, that's it. I'm walking in that. I don't know yet, but I'm confessing I need that authority. And when you confess it, you start to declare it because something shifts in your spirit. See, we're spiritual beings, but the enemies lied to us to try to live a physical life. Do it in your own strength. Do it in your own power. Do it in your own might. Let's see where that gets you. And then we got get all entangled, or we get wounded, or we get hurt, and then we try like, I'll self-heal. I'll, self I'll rub that essential oil on, I'll be good. Nothing wrong with essential oils. Big proponent, big fan. 
But let's, let's know what Jesus is trying to do. He's trying to spiritually heal all his kids in a world that's broken where sin abounds. We can't get away from it. We're in a broken world, but you got to keep running back to Jesus. That's why the church matters. That's why community matters. That's why I got to pray for Australia brothers that they don't get church right now. Our brothers and sisters down there, and I'm glad they're getting it online. But I'm telling you something, we need this community. No matter what goes on, we need our community. We need each other. We need to come together. Listen, I felt, I don't even know who this guy is on the base. Are you new or something? I don't even know. Are you single? I need to pray for all single people, which I'm going to do here in a second. But I, I'm just saying, I felt, man, I was sitting there, even my wife goes, who, who is that dude just jamming up? You were into it. And I felt that, that God was shining down, smiling. He goes, you were stepping into something new and the overflow of joy was coming off you. You just had joy while you were jamming up here. And God was so pleased with you because you're just saying yes to things you didn't see yourself saying yes to. And God's saying, because he has a yes heart, I'm gonna open doors that he had, he can't walk himself into that you couldn't even pray yourself into because it's a supernatural doors that are opening because you have a heart that says yes to the calling of God on your life. And it's kind of a new thing. You've been doing your thing, but you're in a season of like, all right, God, I'm gonna say yes. And you've been saying yes. And you kinda, I just see that you were at this crossroads. You're like, I don't even know why I'm saying yes, but you said yes, and because of that yes, God is gonna open and shine favor over your life with blessing, and you're gonna look back, and the minute that you knew, because you know when it was, you're gonna see everything trajectory like super speed. Super speed. What's your name, by the way? Chase? Come on, stretch out your hand towards Chase. God, Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the anointing on Chase. God, I thank you that he said yes even when he didn't have to. That God, you've sparked something. There were some embers in there that you, you, you've been, you've loved God. You've had a heart for God, but something's been ignited in your spirit. And because of those embers that you kept those embers alive, now it's been sparked. There's an inferno, there's a fire burning on the inside of you. You're gonna have dreams that come back to life that you shelf. You're gonna have things that you once thought was just like, oh man, that's, that's too far for me to grab. God said, no, 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 he's gonna lift you up and you're gonna see it right in front of you, not above you. It's gonna be right before you. And God says, that's yours. And you're gonna take that territory. You're gonna possess that land. There is favor that you're gonna walk in. And you know what? The, the lies, there's some even people in your life go, what's going on in your life? And, and don't disqualify what I'm trying to do, says the Lord. Don't take yourself out by disqualifying due to other people's opinions or beliefs on what you can have and you can't possess. I've not called them where I've called you, but you've said yes, and I'm gonna bless you. And nobody else's opinion matters. It's what I say you can have, you can do, you can do, and you are blessed, and you are taking ground, you are taking territory because of a yes heart in the name of Jesus. Come on. And then Reuben, stand up. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you, Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You're a mighty man in the kingdom. Why I'm so proud of you, I see one of your daughters up here on worship. I see one of your daughters married to a stud in the U.S. Navy that's about to go on deployment that came all the way out here just to see her daddy. And I see your other one getting up here. And in the green room while she's cutting my hair, my wife gets highlighted. Hey, 
I want you to do the tithe offering tonight. And you know what? She didn't fold like a deck chair. She says, whatever you need, pastor. And she stepped up with the two-minute notice and dropped a tithe message because she's bold and courageous. But I want to tell you something. It's because she is a dad. They have a dad that honors the Lord. And no matter what you've been through, the enemy hasn't taken you out. You standed fearless and bold. You're a lion and you have a lion heart. And I look at your daughters, and no matter what hell you've been through, you said, I'm not getting taken out of church. For as me and my house, you're gonna train them up, and you have. And the blessing that they're operating under and in is because of the strength of a dad, that even though you had a broken heart, you didn't get out of church. Even though you went through some hard times, you didn't check your family out of church. Even in the middle of the storm, you never let go of Jesus. So Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this mighty man. Let other dads around the world see his courageousness to lead his daughters well through turbulence, through separation, through divorce, through brokenness, through whatever hell he's been through. But he came out on the other side. And God is going to bless you in this season. There is favor upon you. And you're going to see it in every single one of your daughters. They are serving the Lord in many different ways. That they have a heart after the Lord because of a dad that stayed strong. Even though you'd maybe don't think it was, God is saying you stood in the middle of a refiner's fire. The heat was turned up, but you did not waver. You did not lose faith. You stood the test. I am blessing you, my son. I am blessing you, my son. What's been taken will be restored. What's been robbed will be restored. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mighty man. Come on. All right, I'm going to hurry up. I just got to honor one more person. I'm gonna, I promise I'm going to preach because you all need to hear what I'm about just to drop quick. I can't help it. But come on, Devin Tanner, stand up. I want to honor this man because there's a theme tonight. Don't ever listen to the devil when you're walking through hell. I know you got two beautiful daughters and you've been through it, but you're still standing even though you're not all the way through it, God's honoring you. Because even though you're walking through it, you're serving in the house. You're stepping up where there's a need in the house. And see, what happens is when you step into something, even though you're walking through something, God can use you because you haven't lost your purpose. What most people do is when they get rattled, they fold, they curl up in a ball, and then they stay there. But that's not how God designed us. He's saying to every one of his kids, get up, get up. I will heal you if you can get up. Get up, I can restore you. Get up, I know what you're walking through. I hear the cries, I hear your heart, but get up. When we can still pursue God in our pain, he can do radical things in your life. And when you see other people get healed because of you just being faithful, God can accelerate that healing. Our pain unites one another because we all have it. We're all going to walk through things. But if we let our pride and our ego keep us in that fetal position, God's just down there whispering, get up, get up. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to restore you, but I have to use you. 
I have to, I've given you a gift. And what I love about this mighty man, he ran into a woman. He spoke life. He spoke life into her. But nothing changed. But this is how good God is because he knows the heart of a lion right here. A year later, he sets up another appointment to run into this same woman. And he speaks life again. And even though he got shut down, he got the Heisman. Says, no, 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 I don't want to talk about it. He pursued, pressed in, and broke through. Got her set up. Brought her to the house of God. Got her around mighty women. She came to cherish, got set free, healed. Got out of a crazy situation. And now God is redeeming, restoring. But see, what happened is someone had to be willing to be used. That was fearless. That didn't mind what other people thought, that didn't mind what someone was gonna think about them, said, I don't give a rip what someone thinks about me. I'm gonna speak life into this woman because she needs freedom, she needs healing, she needs Jesus. And because of that one bold thing, a woman that was ensnared and entrapped is set free and getting totally healed and restored. And the story is so crazy, I'm not gonna go into it personally, and maybe she's here tonight. But it doesn't matter, it took a lion to not back down in the middle of it. And I'm telling you, that's what we wanna raise up in this house. Because as the world gets more into chaos, we need mighty men that will help lead the way, lead our families, that don't back down when fear is in their face. And it's a real thing. And I would get with him and hear the real story, because some of you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Because there is crazy things even going on under our nose in the own city. And we have to draw a line and say, devil, get out of my city. Get out of my town. We're not going to tolerate you ruining the lives of men and women in this city. I don't want to lose one more person to drug addiction. One more person to physical sexual abuse. None of it. It took a, it took a man to get into somebody's business and not just do the, no, thank you, I'm not into it. You wouldn't know it, blah, blah, blah. You just kept pushing till it broke. Stretch out your hands towards heaven. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now that even though we can disqualify ourselves, God, that you can still use us. I thank you that he not only says it, that he doesn't just wear a hat that says victory, he walks in victory. God, I pro prophesy victory over every area of his life in relationships, with his kids, with his health, with his finances, with every situation. I thank you, Lord, that he is bold and courageous and not only serving in the house of the Lord, but he's honoring you, Lord, by using his gifts. I thank you, Lord, that you enlarge his territory of influence, that he calls out the greatness in every man that comes around him. God, I thank you that he is a mighty man in the name of Jesus. And every man said, and every woman, all right. I owe Samuel, Pastor Samuel, $100. I went over my time. But listen, here's what I want to preach on, and then I'm going to open up, and I want everybody, and then I'm going to have you all stand, and we're going to sing a song, because I need you to understand where we're coming from. But in John 5, 2 through 9, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people. Not just a few, a great multitude of sick people. Blind, lame, paralyzed. Waiting for the moving of the water. They were waiting. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. 
Then whoever stepped in at first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he or she had. Now a certain man was there that had had an infirmity for 38 years. 38 years, people. He was stuck with the limiting belief. Maybe it was a sick mindset. Maybe it was a physical body. Whatever it was, he was either lame, paralyzed, or blind. But he was there for 38 years. But when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? What do you think? What do you think? Do you want to be made well? What do you think, Jesus? I'm just sitting here for 38 years because the cocktails are good. You know, I have an ocean view. I have a third row seat to the pool. I can't get in. He says, the sick man answered and said, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. That means he was trying to get to the pool. He had a desire to get to the pool. He just couldn't get there. So now he was in victim mentality, feeling sorry for himself. No one's here to help me. No one's here to get me into the pool. I can't get there myself. Poor is me. But here's what I wanna say. Jesus said to him, rise up, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and took up his bed and walked. See, I've heard that story since I was a little kid in church. I always thought, man, Jesus is so cool. Went over and healed the person. That's all I ever gave it sense to. But now that I'm older, been pastoring a little while now, and I'm around a bunch of people that tell me they can't get healing, can't get breakthrough. They've been tithing, but they can't get it. I mean, I just feel like I got a lot of people stuck on a mat that have given up on what their dreams were, their hopes were. I don't care if it's physical, spiritual, but when you've lost hope, you just give up. I bet when he was first there, the first couple years, I bet he was quick, man. He'd jump off that mat and he'd, man, they just beat me out. 38 years later, later, little stirring, he's like, let's just wait and see if anybody gets there. Gives up. See, when we lose hope, we can lose everything. When we lose hope that tomorrow's gonna be better than today, we just quit doing things. When we put in lots of applications for jobs, maybe we've put in 25 offers on homes, but we haven't got that home, we just stop putting offers in. Maybe we stop going after the desires of our heart because we've been doing it for too long. Maybe we've been praying for a family member to come to church, but we've been rejected for too long. Maybe we've been praying for a spouse to overcome something, to get breakthrough, but we just, give, we just gave up. But I'm here to tell you tonight, Jeremiah, he prays a prayer of deliverance. It says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray and I need every one of you just real quickly in the time that we have, let God reveal an area that you're stuck. That he's saying, I need you to pick up your mat and do something about it. Because listen, every one of us have one or more areas that we can get stuck in that we kind of just gave up something. A little piece of our soul may have just been on that mat. But that's not God's plan for your life. 
It's not God's plan for your life. And he's gonna use us, he's gonna use this church, he's gonna use you to highlight that gift and to stir something in your own heart. I need every one of us to be stirred because you inspire people. Pastor Jim Garlow sat out there and signed lots of books and it sent me like a 12 page text because he was so inspired by this congregation. You inspired a pastor that's been doing it for 40 something years. He said, I could not wrap my head around the people I was meeting. I wanna come back to your church more, no problem, please. But I wanna tell you, it starts with us getting up. Whether you need healed physically or spiritually, you can't get up and lay on that mat another day because the world needs what you have. God needs for you to be stirred in your own heart because he wants to use you in a mighty way. God has put you in circumstances and situations because you have a spirit of an overcomer on you and there's a world that needs your testimony. This isn't hype, my friends. I know who I was for a long time, but the identity, the devil wants to shut everybody down so you don't know your real identity. He wants a lot of victims in the church. And what you focus on expands and you get more victims and more victims, but that's not discipleship. Discipleship is saying, hey, pick up your mat. He could have said, just get up and go home. But the saddest part is if he didn't have something to remind him of who healed him. Every day, Jesus said, take up your mat, take up your bed. He could have just said, get up and go home. The tra travesty is so many people forget Maybe they grew up in church, they forget the power of Jesus. They forget what Jesus did in their life at one time because they got so involved in the circumstance or the numbness or whatever the storm was that they forgot about Jesus. But see, this guy took his mat home and every time he looked at that mat, every time he saw that mat, he was reminded, I sat by the pool for 38 years, but it was Jesus who healed me. I got my mat to prove it. Hey guys, look at my mat. Hey, this is my mat. This is my mat. Every one of you have a story. Let's not forget where we came from. And I'm gonna pray for you right now. Everybody stand up. We're gonna pray. And I need you to understand, let God reveal right now. In Isaiah 55, eight through nine, it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways are my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, more than your thoughts. He's saying, quit, get out of your thoughts. Your thoughts are what mess up your heart and you're not guarding your heart. I need a church that's guarding your heart, but listen, it's my ways, not your ways. Why are you carrying that burden? Why are you carrying that stress? Some of you have kids and you're so stressed out about your kids going off the rails, but before they were your kids, there's his kids. And he cares about them more than you could ever possibly imagine. And he's saying, let go of that burden. I got your kids. Can you let him go? Can you trust me? Listen, I wanna bless you. Why are you getting so worked up over that job? You know who I've called you to be? You go in and get that job. Pick up your mat and go get that job. Quit being a victim and pretend no one can open a door for you or do that thing or you can't get clients. Pick up your mat and go get those clients. Some of you are not fully getting it. But I want you to understand Psalm 133 talks about blessed unity of the people of God. I want you to hear this. The Lord has commanded a blessing. But see, he goes in and he's showing David. 
It's more than just unity to command a blessing. We must be united for a kingdom purpose. And this is what I want to end on. And I'm going to ask Audrey Churchward to come sing a song. I want you to hear this because I need you to pick up what I'm putting down. As we are givers of grace and love, God gives us so much grace. He extends so much grace to us. But right now there's an enemy that's trying to divide our nation. The airwaves are trying to divide us. Facebook's trying to divide us. Instagram can cause division. I have friends that I've loved for a long time that don't want to talk to me right now. And you know what I'm purposely doing? I'm calling them and extending grace to telling them I miss them. And one of them just said to me two days ago, why are you calling me? I've been bashing you on Instagram because you know what? You're my friend. And I'm not going to let the enemy cause division because we have different views right now. I look at Dr. Mercola, who's been a personal friend of my wife and I for a long time, and he's going to shut down his whole site, Mercola.com, because the New York Times talked about the 12 gnarly people that are causing all this. The guy's been a light in alternative health for years. He's been a godsend with articles and stuff, and, and he's always taking heat. But we had free speech. But he's saying, I'm shutting down my 25,000 articles, taking everything online because now I'm getting death threats. The media is vilifying me. I can no longer have peace. It's easier for me just to shut it down. And I'm praying, Lord, he needs to know you. I need him to draw on the line in the sand. Send him armor bearers. Don't let him shut it down. But he's just saying, I'm throwing in the towel because of the division in our country. But I want to tell you something right now. Listen to the kingdom of God. We are peacemakers. I don't want your heart to get so hardened because of what's going on in the world right now. We can't look out at somebody that's making a decision to do something we're not. And then we label them or they label us. We gotta be peacemakers, get your heart above it. If you've been labeled something, I want you to forgive that person tonight. If someone you have a charge on, you get on Instagram and they get a trigger on you, I want you to lay it at the altar tonight when I pray for you, right now. Because I don't want our hearts to get hardened. I don't want the, I don't want the enemy to think he's winning by hardening the hearts that we gotta, we are called to love people. Where there is unity, God creates, commands a blessing. Let us unite in these things so the Lord will command a blessing. Are we peacemakers? Are we growing the kingdom? Are we bearers of hope? Do we show God's love for everyone? Just raise up your hands because I need to protect our hearts tonight. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the church. I thank you for the men and women in this house. God, and I thank you right now that, Lord, we're going to do kingdom unity. We're going to love those people that persecute us. We're going to bless those people that label us, that call us names that wanna cause a stir. I refuse to let the enemy get and infect the hearts of the men and the women under awakened church. God, we draw a line in the sand. God, you told us we'd be persecuted and we're gonna love them anyways. So God, we love the hell right out of them. And God, I thank you, Lord, that everyone that comes against me no weapon formed against his kids will prosper. And God, the more that we get condemnation, the more they get grace. 
God, I thank you for the grace you've extended us. Let us never forget where we came from. God, I command healing over our nation, over our city. The more that people irritate us, the more love we shine. God, we take all the weight and I pray forgiveness. I pray that we can forgive those that have offended us. Lord, that I don't care who it is, Lord, we will learn to put it on your altar. That God, you'll go before us, that you'll heal our hearts. Let there be so much joy pouring out of every cell that people wonder what's wrong with us. I thank you, Lord, for the joy set before you. You endured the cross for every single one of us that given our life to Jesus. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you'll heal the church by healing our hearts. That, God, you'll give us an inner mind to be strengthened. Lord, that we won't let those negative thoughts come in. We will not be broken down, but we will be healed. United we stand. United States of America, we are blessed. We are not going to be divided. We will not be divided. We will love our neighbors. We will show kindness and mercy and grace because of the grace you've extended to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.